On this episode of the Joseph Cortez Show, Jen V and I interview our first guests, and we have Victoria Galvan, a local insurance agent here in Corpus Christi, but she's not going to talk about insurance. We're actually going to be talking about her life as a Tejano star at the age of 14 and how she got involved with that, how that story brought her to where she's at as a mom and a business owner. And we're very excited to, for this episode. As always, if you enjoy it, please subscribe and tell your friends. So let's get going. to the Joseph Cortez show. I'm your host Joceph Cortez along with Jen V. Or Hello. is it Jennifer V? I don't know which. I don't know. We haven't J- established that yet. JV? JV. Yeah, it sounds like university. Mm. Yeah, you're 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 Gen all v. varsity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's go Jen V for today. But alongside us is our first official guest on the podcast, Miss Victoria Galavan. Hola. Of Tejano <laughs> fame and with Farmers Insurance here in Corpus Christi with Stephanie Waterman's office. Yes, sir. That's right. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, Victoria. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I know we've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. So (laughs) we're very excited to kind of get a chance to get to know you a little bit better and uh, kind of hear a little bit about your past because you have some cool things in your past. But uh, before we get started, this episode is brought to you by the Create Realty Group. As always, if you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in Corpus Christi real estate, we are your team. And once you buy that rental, you can work with the Tandem Property Management Group, LLC. That is our management company with Miss Rachel Harris, who will eventually get on this podcast mm-hmm. one day. That should be a hoot. That's going to be a fun one. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be a fun one. But today is all about Victoria. So a little bit about Victoria. Um, let's say you're an insurance, correct? Yes, I'm an insurance agent. Okay, so you work for farmers here yes, in Corpus Yes, a Christi. farmer's insurance agent. I'm actually a protege, so basically I'm in the process of becoming um, a farmer's agent or owning my own farmer's agency. I was going to say, you've been in the business for how long? I've been in the business for about nine years, going on ten. Oh, wow. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. So is that what you always wanted to be when you grew up? No, actually I was always one. I always wanted to be a singer. So uh, that's that right. was, yeah. If you ever get to see a chance, uh, chance to see Victoria at karaoke night, she kills it. We may get her to sing a little bit later on on here. <laughs> we can come up with a fun song for her to sing. Uh, depends how many glasses of prosecco she has. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so insurance industry, but how'd you fall into that? Um, I actually fell into that after I. Well, it's kind of a. A long, long story. <laughs> That's okay. We got quite right. a bit of time. <laughs> well, you know, um, just to kind of like sum it up a little bit, I did start singing um, when I was nine years old. That's right. Yeah. Um, my dad owned a record label at the time, a Tejano label. What was called the name of the Ar- label? Uh, Argo Records. Argo. What's behind was, Argo? Um, I know there's a boat named Argo that he because he used to have it in his office okay um and so I was I kind of grew up around the music industry um my dad was uh had a record label he managed several local groups here and so you know when I was younger I would travel with them and I was around the music business a lot um and then around that time Selena passed away um and so I kind of 
wanted, you know, I looked up to her and I wanted to be like her. So I entered it, entered a lot of talent shows and I would always win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would. And um, then my dad's, you know, I, I really went to my dad. And I'm like, dad, I really want to, I want my own band. Like I want to be a singer because I would, you know, travel with his bands. And he's like, well, you're going to have to play an instrument. You got to do something because you're not going to just sing. You know, everybody can sing. So you need yeah. to be different from everybody. And I was kind of like, uh, I don't want to play anything. I just want to be me. <laughs> I want to sing, you know. Um, so somehow he convinced me to try the accordion. It's a good Tejada instrument. Yes. And at first I'm like, Dad, that's what Steve Urkel plays. It was kind of fun of me. <laughs> yes, but uh, he turned into Stefan Urkel. Yeah. And around that time, cell phones were coming in and, you know, real, real popular. So I made a deal with my dad and I said, um, if you want me to play the accordion, then will you buy me a cell phone if I learn? And he said, yeah, let's do it. And I, I was, you know, ready to go buy an accordion. So that day we went down to Galvan Music. Um, no relation, but they are friends of the family. The family discount thing, but thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> and so we ended up buying an accordion that day, um, brought it home. And at the time he was managing groups and stuff. So we had, there was a accordion player. His name was Dominic Ayala. He was about 17 years old. I was 11 at the time. And he taught me my first spolka. And so nice. it kind of just came naturally. Like, I still don't even know how I play the deal because there's so many buttons on yeah, there. Yeah, really, it's a really complicated instrument. One of my mom's friends used to play, and it's just like, wow. Mm -hmm. I look at it, and it's like, uh, I don't even... It makes no... The whole thing makes no sense. Yeah, if you go out, it makes a key, and if you go in, it makes another. So there's all sorts of keys. It's, kinda like, it's like a Mexican bagpipe mm -hmm. with buttons. Yeah, so. it's it's a complicated instrument, but I picked it up really well. Um, so I just kind of started playing by ear and picked it up and started um, playing with some local bands that my dad was managing at the time. So I would just kind of like fill in and sing a, a song here and there with the groups. And then um, then around when I was 12, which was a year later, <laughs> <laughs> after I learned at 11, my dad's like, OK, let's get a group together for you. So we, we got a group together. Um, started practicing and started playing like at local festivals, you know, little, you know, church festivals in town. Um, and then I got my first record deal at 15 years old oh my gosh, with awesome. Hacienda Records. They're a uh, local. Yeah, yeah that was a, a local. Man, that building's gone. I know. Just, uh, I know. Sometime this year, I think they tore it down. Yeah. You, you remember where that was? It was on the downtown, Staples right? and Morgan, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, that oh, big that black building. Yeah, and they, they, they they're still around. Tore it down they moved ago. Yeah, I think the daughter took over, and now she's she opened up a a record label there in San Antonio. So oh, okay, she, oh, so it's okay. out of town now. Um, but yeah, so I recorded my first album at fifteen. I signed a deal with them, so I ended up recording three albums. What was the um, name of the first album? Preparate. Which uh, means prepare. Okay. Prepare was, for yeah. That was my guess. We we in a couple episodes ago we kind of went into the whole Prepare yourself. neither one of us speaks spanish thing yeah. <laughs> so so you speak spanish no i mean yes and no i i always say no because i'm not fluent mm -hmm. but we took a trip not too long ago to cancun and everyone's like what do you mean you don't speak spanish you did well so i think i just kind of I just, i'm just not that confident but if yeah. it really comes down to it i can you know get myself where i need to go or yeah. say what yeah, i need to I, say i have but... that i understand a lot of spanish and i can respond yeah, I can read and write. And... I think you're probably the same way, Jen. You kind of understand more than you can respond back. You're not, definitely not conversational 
but I can yeah, I can't hold a conversation. <laughs> Margarita enchiladas, <laughs> right? Salsa. <laughs> so I've always been that old Seinfeld bit. It's like it's impossible for a Spanish person to order salsa in a bar without getting salsa. Yes, <laughs> it's like, I would like some salsa. <laughs> Mariachis. I just fit into that meme I posted the other day about trying to fit a Seinfeld reference into every conversation. Oh my god, I. <laughs> I was just going to tell you about that. That's, <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, because you always do that. It's funny. I know. Like, I, but I've never seen a Seinfeld I know. Episode, so. I know. It's, we're going to we're gonna Seinfeld and not chill. So one of these days. <laughs> right. So yeah, it kind of, yeah, kind of, yeah, Preparate came out. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, I ended up winning a Tejano Music Award that year for, with that song. And my career kind of just you know, took off from there. I ended up signing with uh, Apple Daca. He's a, he's a promoter in Monterrey. Wow. So I did uh, some concerts there in Monterrey, in Mexico. Oh, cool. Jeez, man. Tra- I traveled a lot. So I ended up, a lot of people don't know this, but I ended up getting my GED because I missed so much school in high school. Yeah. And I was going to Cal Allen at the time and they denied me all my credits because of my absences. So oh, no. um, I ended up transferring over to Carroll because they were like, oh, well, we'll work with you. Like, come to our school. We'll let you graduate with correspondence courses. And so yeah, I ended up coming to Carroll, which I met a lot of friends there, too. Yeah, but I still missed a pain. lot. Yeah, I still, <laughs> <laughs> I still missed a lot. But I ended up getting getting my GED. Um, but I felt like, you know, when I was 16, 17, I was, like, traveling. I was, you know, making money. I was able – my parents – you know, I was able to support my family with us traveling and my poor sisters, you know, my two sisters are like, oh, here we go again. You know, <laughs> got to go. It's all. Yes. So, what was your, so did you just go by Victor? It was Victoria y sus chicos. Oh. Yeah, it means Victoria and her, her guys. Her yes. Well, my daughter was baby June and the Newsboys and her play that she just did. Awesome. So it's kind of funny, though. It's, it's actually really one of the big reasons I want to talk to you because hearing your story, it's like I, my daughter's 11 my other daughter's eight. They're both in theater, both killing yeah. it. You know, and I mean, I was making good money go. at the time. And, and I was like, you know, I'm making good money. This is what I want to do. And then, um, you know, everything was going great. My parents did, you know, end up going through a divorce when I was 16. So that kind of pulled my career back a little bit oh, yeah. because it was like, you know, my dad was my manager, but my mom traveled with me mm-hmm. and, you know, but it, it was it was a little complicated, so I kind of like took a little step back at that time. Um, but I was still going, but that you know, just you know, with my living situation, I ended up I ended up moving in with my dad because he was like, "Well, I can help you and support you, and we can travel together." And so we continued doing that. But then, whenever I was twenty one, <laughs> mm-hmm. well, when I was twenty one, I uh, <laughs> I met my ex husband now, um, and I had my daughter Zoe. And so then I was like, you know, being a mother was always a dream of mine. I'm like, I love my career and I love singing, but I want to be a mom too one day. And I was young at the time and I was like, oh, I want to be a mother. And so we ended up getting married and I wanted the family life. I wanted to be a wife and, and everything, you know, was great. We had Zoe. And so that's whenever I kind of took a little, a a break from everything. So so was he in the music business as well? No, he was. He He wasn't like your back background mm-hmm. dancer or anything like that no he so was just a friend story. of mine yeah it wasn't like selena's <laughs> yeah <laughs> no yeah he didn't play and he does not know how to sing <laughs> he has no music music bone in his body um so yeah we you know i did that so i took a little break and then whenever i had zoe um you know i was a stay-at-home 
mom at the time. And I really, when she was two, I'm like, I really want to get out of the house. Like, I just felt like I was losing myself and, um, I wanted a career and I was like, well, she's still little. So I'm going to go apply at this little ruse preschool, mm-hmm. you know, and just that way she can go to work with me. And yeah. I got the Free job. Daycare? Well, yeah. <laughs> don't even so think I, about it, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, to the no. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like, it's hard enough with your own kid. You don't want to take on other people. So. I know. I honestly, like I loved kids and I was like, I wanted more kids. And he's like, no, you know, we're still young. I was just like 20. Four at the twenty three at the time, and so except her own, she loves her right. Kids. Yes, she does. <laughs> say, say, I love you, Botox and Cut. <laughs> and the others, right? Um, <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll that's that part out. <laughs> Maybe not. So, so funny. Anyway, so before we get too far into the next jump in your career, um, what were the other two albums? Uh, let's see. It was Guerrico. That was an album that I did with a different producer. He was from Monterrey, too, him and his wife. And then uh, the last one was Cada Dia Que Pasa. And then they actually, not to like, probably like five years ago, they came out with a a hits. So I actually have four four albums. Oh, nice. So So are you still like a... You still like famous in like South Korea or something like that, or right? In, in, hey, in you'd be surprised. I had people like would message me from Australia. I'm like, how are y'all hearing my music? <laughs> like, so this, all, this, is, this is one of the interesting things. And I was thinking about it because I guess when you're 21, you got a two year old at home or, or 23, a two year old mm-hmm. at home. What year was that? It was. Um, I recorded my last album in 2000. Oh gosh, I don't even know. Well, how old is Zoe? Zoe is. 12. Okay, so it's 10 years ago, 2000. She was born in 2007. So, yeah, it was. So, I mean, 10, 10 years ago, we're talking. Uh, 97. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, Jen needs a refill. Um, Me too. <laughs> so, we're talking. Like 20 the, the internet was, was there, um, but it wasn't where it's at today. Oh, you yeah. know, YouTube was what, 2005, 2007? Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't this big thing where, you know, if, if you were in that position in 2019, you could be like, dude, I'm just going to record albums at home and mm-hmm. do covers of people and you can become a YouTube star and yeah. all these different things, which, you know, something you just throw it out there. You, know, mm-hmm. you could bring back. Preparate. Oh, yeah. I think about that all the time. <laughs> I definitely miss it. So that is something that I would love to do. But yeah, cause you, I gotta, you, you could get a larger reach now without mm-hmm. ever leaving your house. This is, this is such an interesting thing. And um but so you're 15 years old. You're going to Mexico on your first, your first trip to Mexico. What did that feel like? It was awesome. It was actually kind of scary because you know you have to know people in order to play over there. So that's how we got connected with Apodaca. He's a promoter. He you know, uh, book he booked like Bobby Pulido, Impecable. I don't know if you know. Yeah, them, yeah. But they're, you yes, know, uh, Alicia Villarreal, Jennifer Peña. You know. Yeah. So another local girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I would yeah. open up for her. Yeah. So they're like, oh, you're very, from very similar Christine. age range. Yeah, she's, she's actually years like older a than third or fourth cousin of mine somehow. Yeah. Um, I think we I'm did a we did a show there um, in Monterrey on Thanksgiving, and she had a bus. I didn't have a tour bus. I was like in a little, you know, <laughs> minivan. And <laughs> the, the, fan, the fans are crazy out there. I mean, they were like shaking my vehicle. They were oh like swarming God. it. Like, <laughs> if you said you were from Corpus Christi over there, they're like Selena. You That's know, right. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Selena took Corpus international like mm-hmm. more people knew about the city than 
this yeah, I think people that live in the city know about their city. It's, it's so crazy because she was just globally famous mm-hmm. more so than when she was here. So on Selena's front, was she a big influence for you or was oh, it yeah. just yeah. Definitely. I definitely I wanted to be just like her when I was when I was younger. But I had to play an instrument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Selena did sleep his daddy yeah. didn't make her play an instrument. But uh, it would be kind of cool to see her play the accordion. That's a right? pretty, that's a pretty yeah. cool instrument. So where were you when she died? I was actually in third grade. Yeah, I was in third grade. Yeah, Jen was still in diapers. Um, I was going to Luther yeah. Jones Elementary. <laughs> and my grandpa, oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. My grandpa picked me up that day from school, and he had the radio on because my grandpa would pick us up every day. I would be like, Grandpa, but pick us up down the street because he had like yeah. an old little, <laughs> old little truck. Um, like my grandpa used to drive it with the windows down. Like, Hi, Miham, over here. Did you, like, you ever see grumpy old men? Yes. That gold car that the guys drove. That's mm-hmm. a, that's what we had. And when my grandfather died, he actually passed it to us, and so it was like this giant gold tank. And my brother actually drove it in high school, wow. and it had all these stickers from Mexico because when you go to Mexico, they would post a sticker. <laughs> on the on the door on the, the window like it was like your passport the car can come through and all that so that's what we used yeah because so, selena died in 95 mm-hmm. yeah so i was in third grade oh, so you... mm-hmm. no I, i'm yeah well how old are you i'm 34 yeah i guess i just yeah. turned 34 i'm all mm-hmm. i'm 30 ish 30 ish so... yeah so you're in first grade yeah yeah mm-hmm. i was a sophomore in 95. <laughs> so I actually I remember because we were driving home from San Antonio that it night. It was on the radio. And we passed the, oh we passed gosh. the hotel where all the stuff was going on. Oh. So we were like, wow, that's a lot of police cars, the news. Like, it's a big, big thing. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, what's I was going devastated. on? But there was no, know. you know, you can't look it up on your phone to get Facebook back in 95. <laughs> Next day, I'm you, at you baseball were always practice. Like by the radio, you know, listening to everything. Yeah. And then I was like, who? Who died? Selena? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, Oh, the bitty bitty bomb bomb chick. I was like, oh, okay. I know. I didn't. I never got to meet her. Surprisingly, because my dad was in the music industry. Yeah, that was good. That was one question I was um, going to ask. But no, I never got to meet her. But I do know her her sister Suzette. <laughs> so yeah. bump into her a lot around town now. It's crazy. Like that's Selena's sister. You know. Yeah. That is crazy. So. Yeah, she was huge, man. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, a lot of people still come take a picture with her statue. Oh, oh yeah, which is kind of well. I actually got to go to the festival this year, and I was surprised at how big the festival was and how many people oh. go out there. I was, mm-hmm. Man, I was the, amazed the, by all the. They hit on a local front. What the heck went on with the whole CVB thing and Paulette oh, Klug yeah. and then mm-hmm. I mean, she's kind of single-handedly saved the Selena Festival for Corpus because they were mm-hmm. about to leave. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so she actually just resigned. What uh, last week? Yeah, last week. Because the Selena. Uh, foundation was going to move it to another city because they weren't making enough money in Corpus. So she basically, my understanding of this, so don't hate me in the comments, but uh, she guaranteed them a certain amount of money yeah, without getting permission. But she apparently didn't need it, but people got mad and all that. But either, either way, Selena Festival is staying here in Corpus. So maybe Victoria can sing next year. That would be, that awesome. Would be awesome. Yeah. Yes. yeah. They're going to make you sing. I hope so. Well, make me sing. (laughs) (laughs) You're singing before this is done. Uh, So, so you're 15. You're Mexico. You did all that, Mm -hmm. and then the baby. Yeah, I had a bodyguard. We went to the we went to the mall, and there was like a bodyguard. I'm like, what is this guy? They're like, oh no, because I guess they're very protective over their artists over there. So I had like a bodyguard. I was like, y'all are making it seem like I'm really famous here. These people, (laughs) like, I was like freaking out, you know. And then it's like all these black suburbans like following us and everybody has to be protected and they had to like check my accordions and inside they even wanted to open them make sure 
you know, oh the, you know, I guess check all, all of our equipment. So it was it was hard getting over there. It was different. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Mexico is dangerous now, but it was. And we have it to have dangerous. permission. We would have to get permission to go play over there, and it was a big deal. But it was it was definitely an experience. You ever you ever been to Mexico, Jen? Um, Progreso. Is that Mexico? the border towns? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I've been there. But, uh... Yeah, I recorded a music video over there. The music video was Que Rico, and the other one was called Muere de Me. And now I think about it because it means bite me. I'm like, what was I? What <laughs> my parents were letting me sing all these songs? Like, oh, I, I can relate to a lot of my songs now that I'm older. I'm like, yeah. man, this is a good one. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, was like I was so young singing these songs, and I'm like, well, oh, that's, that's one of the things is the girls get in theater and they start singing in different plays and, and different things. It's like the music they sing is like, having a connection to a song when you're 13 or 11 mm -hmm. that's about relationships like what do they know they, yeah. don't, they don't know anything they don't have a, that feeling but uh like we threw on it was my anniversary last night so we we're at home just chilling uh and uh threw on like the 90s r&b soundtrack and i was like yeah that's music from high school and i was like oh man i would never let my kids listen to this <laughs> we had like in uh not in sync it's kind of funny but it was uh like as yet and H Town mm -hmm. and Silk, it was our anniversary. What can I say? All the good music. <laughs> but uh, you're like, do you even know those bands? Nope. Don't. Okay, I'll send you, you links because I'm not allowed to play those here. <laughs> <laughs> There's some really good stuff. It's like the we used to call it the baby making music. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I know we I had a bodyguard. Yeah, a bodyguard. Oh, yeah, I was like, okay, guys. So how long were you down in Mexico? Um, I was there for a couple of weeks because we did that show, and then we also filmed those two videos. So, wow. um, yeah, it was it was it was fun. Um, yeah, I got to meet a lot of people, and then I did a lot of I did like a little radio tour too. So I visited different radio stations, did interviews nice. with them. I did an interview with the magazine there, and did some photo shoots. So it was like a two week deal wow. that I That's went. Awesome. Mm -hmm. it's, I feel like I traveled more when I was younger than I do now sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. now I got to work. It's, I got to go eight to five job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question in a weird way because I, I obviously know that your daughter is like your world and you mm -hmm. love it. But was there a part of you that like, how did you, I guess, how did you balance that decision to kind of leave the industry and well, with, with the daughter or was it kind of more after like your parents split up type thing or? um probably more like whenever I was married you know at the time my um you know I don't want to dog my ex um but at the time he was very traditional very old school Mexican mm. <laughs> I'm Mexican so I can't say anything bad yeah, anything, no, it's, but it's, he was it's real Latino, you know kind of the re well you know I'm not married anymore so one of the reasons I left was because I couldn't be myself and I felt like I was being held back and you know I gave up my career to be a wife and to be a mom and you know but that was my priority like my daughter you know I, yeah. I was like you know what I, I'm willing to give everything up and take a break for her and then I just never really got back into it and then it kind of just it was then it wasn't just my career it was like me and my friends and my family mm -hmm. and I couldn't you know I couldn't even have my mother over or I couldn't have my sisters over and yeah. you know he was he was just really negative and he really um just brought me down you know like it was just yeah I was never good enough and so one day I was like you know what I, after after the preschool stuff I was like okay no I'm not gonna 
I don't, I don't see myself taking care of people's kids because I would see the moms come in all dressed up and they're like, oh, here, take my take my daughter. And, you know, and I'm like, I want to be that mom. I want to yeah. be the career woman. So that kind of opened my eyes because I was like, what am I doing? Like, I want to I don't want to take care. That, yeah. I, yeah, I felt like I had more potential. And I started thinking like, no, I want to I want to be a career woman. And so, you know, I talked to him about it and um He's like, well, you know, go get a receptionist job or whatever, you know? And I'm like, okay. So my stepmom actually was like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to call our insurance guy, James Aleman with Allstate. And, you know, he's been our insurance agent forever. And I'm going to call him and see if, you know, he's looking for somebody. Because every time I call over there, like, it's always, he's always by himself. And so she did. And she actually got me the interview. I interviewed with him. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I just, you know, I really need help. Like, you're not licensed, but it's not a big deal. Like, I can train you. And. You can learn the ins and outs and see if it's something you really want to do. Because yeah. he was like, you know, I don't know if she really even wants to be an insurance. And that's not, that's something that I never even thought I would do, you know, now thinking right. about it. So I started there as a receptionist and kind of just started learning more and more every day. And then kind of started taking on a lot more responsibility. And then I decided, you know, I think I want to get my license. So a year after I worked there, I am... I, um, got my insurance license and then my career kind of just took off from there just started you know networking with people and at that time my marriage was a little bit on the rocks and it was I felt like it was because I was finally doing something for Mm -hmm. myself and I was like you know what I'm just gonna work my butt off and try to you know be successful and once I started doing that I felt like I had more confidence to leave that situation it was just a bad situation yeah that's and that's a a tough place to be because you you don't want to be stuck in a place where that's a marriage or a work or mm-hmm. any any relationship, frankly, that you can't 100% be yourself. And, yeah. Or at least, you know, try to find yourself. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, I like I gained a lot of weight. I just felt like I didn't have any confidence. Uh, but once I started, you know, getting good at my job and meeting new people and I felt like, you know, my confidence came back and then I good. started working out and started feeling better about myself and then I was like, what am I, what have I been doing? You know, yeah. I've been in denial because I was always like, oh, what are, you know, I don't want to fail. And, mm-hmm. you know, my dad would always tell me too, you don't want to fail. No marriage is perfect. So I always stuck it out. And, um, but then one day I just told my dad, I, I can't anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, cause mm-hmm. there's, there's that whole thought of, I don't want to fail, but then do I really want to win at this? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. it started affecting my daughter and, right and she win. started right. seeing the way he would talk to me and I'm like no like that was a light bulb I'm like there's no way that I'm gonna like live like this and I don't want my daughter to think that that's okay so um so yeah I made that decision and I was doing a lot better in my career at the time so I felt confident like I could do it and, and I'm doing it so I've been divorced for four years now okay yeah four years um and, you know, I, it was kind of sad for me because I felt like I had to give up a lot because we had just built a home mm-hmm. and, but I was willing to like give everything up. So I, I did. And I moved back in with my dad just to kind of like get on my feet again. And then four months later I got my own apartment and I wanted to show Zoe, like, I'm going to work hard yeah. for you. And I want to, sh- I want to show her that, you know, not to depend on a man, like I want you to get a good job and have a career. And I just, you know, I'm her role model. So yeah. I have to yeah. show her what it is to be a mom, you know? Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's the whole, they watch watch you more than they listen to you. Oh, yeah. 
That's so beautiful. I feel like I want to call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I tell her every day. Yeah. I'm like, this is I do this for you. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and there's so. days where I get home late or I feel like I'm constantly dropping her off and picking her up and, you know, but I, I know when she gets older, she'll know and she'll realize why I did what I did for, you know, for her. So, yeah. So I do what I do now for her. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but you also got to do it, you know, obviously do it for yourself too. Oh, yeah. But, of course. Cause, but doing it for her makes you feel, mm-hmm. you know, it's a big part of your life, big part of who you are. Yes. And you don't, you know, it's like, you know. Be, being that being a parent's a weird thing because you don't want to give up who who you are. That's what uh, I hear guys say. Oh, I'm just not myself. I was like, dude, you find out who you are when yeah. you're a parent. It's like you, you yeah. find out there's more to you than you ever thought there was, mm-hmm. and you find new new places, you know, new parts of you that's that's there. So, but single mom, mm-hmm. full time job, sales job. Yeah, how's that balance been? Because she's 13 now, right? She's 12. 12, 12. Um, It's actually, I have a lot of help. So my parents have always supported me and they actually, I mean, not supported me financially, but supported my decisions. And they actually live right down the street from me. So, you know, Zoe will ride the bus home. Um, Well, a lot has changed since then, since last year. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so, you know, I had to use that latch key. You know, I I felt bad. There were days where I would pick her up. She was the last girl there, you know, waiting for her mom, you know. um, But yeah, or now, you know, now that she's in middle school, she can ride the bus home. But when she was in elementary, yeah, she had to stay at latch key. So that latch key was Mm -hmm. definitely helpful. But yeah, there's sometimes where I have events in the evenings and yeah. I just, I got to do it. And she's, she's a, she's a good girl. Like she's never complained. Like my parents always, you know, have been helpful if she has to stay there when, you know, if I have work functions, but I always try to balance it out, you know, her and, and she's, she's, uh, she understands. And now, you know, after, you know, now that time has passed, her dad, you know, does help out a lot too. I mean, he's a big part of her life. And yeah, it's good to hear that awesome. mm-hmm. because you know, there's, I think there's a point where guys start missing. They're like, oh man, what did I do? Yeah, yeah. I may never get the mom back, but I'll, yeah, I'm I, not did, I didn't lose my think it was going to be this easy. Like, I was so scared to leave because I'm like, oh my god, he's going to make my life miserable. I'm never going to mm-hmm. be able to move on. And and I actually did. Like, it, I, you know, he moved on. He he's already married now. Um, and he's, he's a good dad. That's one thing I can say. So he's, he's good to Zoe and he's always helpful. And, you know, we don't, we don't have like, oh, it's my weekend. It's your weekend. We, mm-hmm. we always work with each other and he knows how busy I am. So that's it. That's and, good and her stepmom is a blessing too. Cause she's, you know, great to Zoe. Um, she, she's the one that helps Zoe with her homework. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm like, I'm over here <laughs> having a network and she's, you know, FaceTiming Zoe you know, helping her with her homework. Um, so I'm you know, awesome. really thankful for that because honestly, I'm not that great at school. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's she's a big help too. So, you know, I have a lot of help. So, you know, that's how I'm able to do it. And now, you know, I met someone recently and everything's just going so great. So yeah. he's, he's a big part of my life now and he's helping out a lot with Zoe too. So I'm really thankful for that, you know. So good. it just, good. It just happens. Good. Victoria, help it. Yeah, I know. Sometimes I'm like, is this real? Like <laughs> four years later. Well, I waited and I found, yeah, I found one. So. Yeah. Good. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. Just gotta, you know, catch the right fish. So, I mean, I guess you're, you're kind of a similar boat, Jen. I mean, with, mm-hmm. you know, single with mom. With three kids. Three kids yeah. and oh. a young one. Uh, well, actually I have five. Yeah, my so kids count. I mean, my cats, my cats. <laughs> I always think it's. Yeah, but it's, it's, I guess it's, you know, coming from a guy's perspective, it's, it's, 
you know, I could see the practical part of everything, but mm-hmm. to, to empathize with the single mom thing is really kind of hard. I, uh, I know when I have my kids, I'm like, I don't know how people do this. And mm-hmm. Oakley was gone for two weeks this summer. I was like, okay. I got into routine with Joss, and I was like, but man, it's almost impossible to do without help, yeah. whether it was friends or my parents or what have you. I mean, so mm-hmm. that's that network of people around you that it's, it takes a village mentality uh, as much as I don't like the lady who wrote that book. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not going to say her name because I don't want to get suicided. Uh, <laughs> but it really is true. It, it, it takes a family and, and friends yeah. and support structure around you to... Um, yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't a take a government village. Now. It takes a social family and friends village. That's mm-hmm. that's my beef. But, yeah. uh, it's a lot easier when you have help. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. today, you know, I was able to come here because he's there to help me. He picked up mm-hmm. Zoe. He yeah. made sure she got food, took her home, so I can work. So yeah. we just and I think we're all, a team. I think all the single single ladies in the house uh i think they're all uh <laughs> i think they're like there's the hope. most there's hope guys <laughs> there's i think i think that they work the hardest i think that they mm-hmm. you know like i'm gonna go out i'm gonna i'm gonna do something today because i have to i have no other choice you know this is mm-hmm. um, yeah like i always think that too like it, i could have easily just been like oh you know what i'm just gonna live with my dad and stay here and you yeah. know, my dad's well off and he can take care of us and, you know, or let me just wait for somebody else to come take care of me, you know, but I didn't. I, I said, no, I'm going to show Zoe that we don't need anybody. We can do it mm-hmm. ourselves. And, and I did. And it was a lot of work. Believe me, it wasn't easy, but, you know, but I had to do it. And... Yeah. There's a friend of mine who's a recruiter. Uh, he, I guess a headhunter. And he always says uh, single moms make some of the best employees because of the most driven people. And I got to tell you, I mean, just being in this industry, the real estate and being around mortgage officers and insurance people, the ones I know that are really hitting it hard are, are a lot of single moms and or, you know, the ones with good support structures at home too, good husbands and, that, and good people mm-hmm. around them that support them. So it's just really, really crucial to have that, that structure in place. So, uh If you could get on stage and sing one song from your albums, what would it be? Um, I like one of my favorite songs to sing is Yo Ya No. It means like I, it's hard to like, you know, <laughs> no say what these mean. <laughs> there's a, there's translate a, there's the a meanings, lot of Spanish. but it's like. There's a lot of Spanish. It doesn't translate into English very well yeah, at all. Yo Ya No means like, uh, no more. I'm not doing this anymore. You know? Yeah. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's huh. a it's a it's a good one. <laughs> I'm trying to get a single one. <laughs> right. So I saw you brought the accordion. Yes, I did. So we'll we'll record something in a little bit. Maybe yeah. put it on YouTube or something. Well, uh, I'll play a little something for you guys. <laughs> some more I haven't practiced in a while, but I I can play. It's like riding a bike. I mean, you don't forget. You just pick it up. Yeah, and it's, it's such it. an odd instrument. There's so many different buttons and levers mm-hmm. and all these crazy things. That's yeah, and I, I like the pretty sparkly ones. My dad's like, of course you do. Those are the expensive ones, the Gabinelli's. They're ger- they're from Germany. So did your dad play an instrument? No, my dad my dad doesn't. Uh, my grandpa plays the guitar. My mom's uh, dad, he's always played in the church choir. So I think that's probably where I get it from. But he just really loves music else. enough to start mm-hmm. being in the business. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I tell Zoe all the time. I'm like, Zoe, when I was your age, I had my own band. Like I was. You yeah, know, so. performing at quinceaneras and festivals, and 
She's like, oh, mom. Because I've been trying to get her to, to join the, new, the, the Chica's Rock. It's oh, a yeah, local yeah. Um, little uh, girl band here in, in Corpus. And they're actually looking for singers right now in her age group. So I was, you know, t- talking to her about it. But right now she's really focused on volleyball. So. Okay. So what, 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 at what point we'll did what volleyball become the thing? Because you're the fourth or fifth person in the last two days that's told me like their kid is all about the volleyball. Mm-hmm. And for in South Texas, it's like it's, it hasn't been a thing. Oh, yeah, it's competitive. But I think it's over the last couple of years in the United States, it's become a really big deal. Like um, that, that's so crazy, man. You know, volleyball. Yeah, kids love it. Um, and that the season is really short too. I think it's only. Yes, yeah, like, the parents like it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We're like, oh, yes, we're done. All yeah. right. As the dad in me is like, hey, those shorts are really short, by the way. I know, the little tights. We can go watch pro, you know, professional <laughs> volleyball. Uh, I, used, I actually I used to love watching professional beach volleyball, not just because of the, the shorts, the shorts and, the, and the bikinis, but I used to watch the guys play, and it was just really, really fun because it's so hard. You know, it's one of those sports where, as an individual, you can go try to play it, kind of like basketball. You can get a sense, okay, this is so much harder than it looks, like golf or something like that. And you can kind of actually go play and be part of the sport. So. Yeah, I, I never could play volleyball because every time I would hit the ball, I would, like, hurt my wrist. Yeah. Like, oh, this is my accordion. This is my accordion. <laughs> <laughs> We're the same with, like, Alo, you know, the baller, ballerina and Joss. Actually, they both are at rehearsal tonight. And they're like, hey, can we go to get air? I'm like, no, you can't do anything. You have have shows for the next seven weeks. It's like Mm -hmm. nothing. You do nothing that could get you hurt because you owe it to you and you owe it to the show to not get hurt because you put in all this practice and you owe it to your mom and me for Mm -hmm. all the effort we put in to not do something stupid and get hurt. The day after the show, whatever, you jump off a bridge. Was right. parachutes. <laughs> Jump off the plane. <laughs> yeah, so or the helicopter. Skydiving. So, uh, well, man, it's been great to have you on. I'm, uh, I know there's a ton more to your story. Mm-hmm. And, that is uh, such a beautiful story. Uh, Thank you. I love it. <laughs> well, you got to fulfill, you know, one of your childhood dreams as a child, and that that's something that a lot of people don't even get that opportunity. So, I mean, it's awesome to have parents that are willing to do it for you. Mm-hmm. And it's really kind of cool that you can look back and say you had that part of your life, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I know what Taylor Swift went through. It's no big deal." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I still have all my little, all my records and albums framed and on my wall at home. So when people come over, they're always like, "What is that?" Or, "Oh, that's cool," because I came out like in People magazine. Whoa. Oh my um, god! I came out. Wow. Yeah, I came out okay. on Billboard. Um, so I have those magazines framed in my house. So I have that those is so what we didn't talk about though is you came out in a documentary. Oh yeah, the you accordion know, dreams. The accordion dreams. I was trying mm-hmm. to find it yesterday because I showed it to the girls. They're like, oh, you know her? I was like, oh, she's so pretty. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Like so it was a documentary that was filmed about Hacienda Records and a couple other Accor- labels. Yeah. That- it was about accordion and like how it came about and different accordion players and that guy. He 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 was like a filmmaker. Um, and he, you know, asked if I wanted to do it and I was like, yeah, she were like 14 um, or 15 at the mm-hmm. time. Right. Oh and another, God. another guy that was on it was, um, that guy from signal, Jesse Turner. He was, we were both on it at the same time. We both won those awards that same year at the, the Hano music awards. And so, you know, he's blown up. He's big time now. Um, yeah, he, to- he tours all over the United States. Wow. I follow him on Instagram. 
crazy. But yeah, he's he's doing really well. So yeah, I, I we actually look back on that and because that was around the time when I had my quinceanera. So they came to and filmed there at the quinceanera and took some footage. But it was just like a documentary about accordion players. So I got I got a chance to be in that film. So it's it's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah, it was, it was a fun so watch. I remember you posted that on the social media there. Yeah. So. A lot of fun. I was so young. I, I I look back at that video and I was like, "What was I saying? Like, why was I speaking so like <laughs> low?" And I was real shy. And my daughter can be that way sometimes too. And I'm like, "That's where she gets it from." Yeah, yeah. yeah so I mean, so, I mean, that's, that's kind of something to bring up though, because if you were you, did you feel different when you stepped on stage? Oh yeah. Yeah. And you, when you're up there, you really can't see anybody because of all the lights and everything. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of just, I was just kind of doing my own thing kind of feel at home a little bit yeah that's what Ayla says and Joss says it's like you just they just there's this little switch mm-hmm. I remember when I was Toastmasters and I got to speak you know at some conventions and some things and, and uh, uh, competitions like going on stage or something just something mm-hmm. like there's people that go on stage and freak out and it's like I can't do this and it's like you go on stage there's like just this energy that just like lifts you up and it's like holy mm-hmm. wow. it's, it's so hard to explain yeah, it's it's even now like whenever I see like when I saw that movie um with Lady Gaga. Mhm. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. and you just like hear like the the crowd, you know, like yeah. the fans, like you just Tell get that Yeah. Oh my you, gosh. <laughs> you I just get like I get kind of emotional sometimes like even at church, like when I go to church and I see everybody, you know, singing and everybody, you know, like just yeah. the energy, it just kind of gives me that feeling of me being back on stage and you know i always think like you know i think i like i've been kind of thinking about it lately that i want to maybe start singing at the church yeah you know volunteer volunteer there um but yeah i definitely miss it and whenever i see you know shows or concerts even when i go to concerts i just feel that energy of like people screaming and it just gives me that that feeling you know whenever i was on stage because people would you know scream and yell and i'm like that's for me like I would just like freak <laughs> out sometimes you know so I do miss it so hopefully one day I'll be able to yeah. get back no, on I mean, stage the, go to the right church yeah you know they got plenty of stages to sing on and the production is the production awesome production is pretty there. good mm-hmm. yeah yeah. And the, and the music's great yeah yeah it fit right in mm-hmm. Jennifer Penny sang there I know so yeah I remember when she was doing that yeah so it's, it's open for Tejano stars Mm-hmm. Jeez, man. <laughs> People Magazine, Tiana Billboard. I know. I didn't even know all this about Victoria. Really? I feel yeah. so much closer to her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. Well, that's what the whole point of this is. It's just kind of figure out, you know, a little bit more about people. Everyone has a story that we can all learn from and tell right. and, you know, get and just embrace. And yeah. So when you were 11 and they started singing, was it nervous or was it just... Was it were you, were you kind of so young that it was like okay? Well, I started seeing you when I was nine in the talent shows, and uh, I yeah. I had okay. I mean my dad gave me a wireless mic. I was out there like I had all my Selena outfits made, handmade. I had like all her outfits, <laughs> and it's funny because Zoe, I still have them. And Zoe, when she was nine, she tried them on. And they actually fit her. Oh, so wow. I have some pictures of her. She like, actually oh. does she sing? Does she have any she, interest in that? She or? does sing, but she's just very shy. Yeah. So she sings, mm. you know, in her room or. You know, on her own time. She's yeah. not shy on her little TikTok. Oh, uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, well, he would only act like that. TikTok's on... a weird thing. I watched, I watched some some fat oh guy God, dressed up TikTok. as a pig. I know. TikTok's like Eat a yesterday. Yeah, it was this fat guy dressed up as a pig. 
videotape videoing himself. <laughs> and then he was eating from a dog bowl. Wow. It's like going viral or something. Yeah, and it was like millions of views. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Usually that would help hurt your self-esteem. Maybe he's mm -hmm. got it's it. Well, yeah, you know, she's not shy on those apps, I tell you. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's kind of important not to push your kids towards the thing that you did just because that's mm -hmm. what you did. Yeah. And you you got to find her singing. What's her her thing that's going to give you the same feeling? Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't find that at 11. You're, you're one of the lucky few that they got to I find know, I something. felt like I matured fast because I think about it, and I'm like, I felt like I was so old at that time. Like, I was so mature. And, yeah. you know, I had a band, and I had I was, like, telling my band, okay, we're going to do another round, mm -hmm. and we're going to do this. And, you know, I was, like, not their boss, but kind of I was. Yeah. You know? like you they the would leader. Listen. Yeah, I was a leader, yeah. so... I had I had to. Well, well, looking back, you know, ten years, you were nine. Now you're thirty. Thirty-four. Mm -hmm. So, looking back, would you change anything? Is there anything that you would do different now that you? I wouldn't of... have taken that break because every time yeah. you say, "Oh, I'm going to take that break," you know, I, I, if, if I wouldn't have taken the break, I would have probably kept going. You know, yeah. but I was like, I wanted to take a break, but I don't know if it was really my decision or if mm -hmm. it was my husband at the time yeah. decision mm -hmm. you know so yeah. but, and I didn't want to be a bad mom and I yeah. felt like that's why he was like don't be you can't be a bad mom like try to mm -hmm. make me feel like yeah you know that I was doing something bad when I really wasn't right. not thinking back you know I'm like what was I thinking but you know you're young and you don't really know and you just want to do the right thing so yeah. yeah it's part of life was just learning through those lessons and and um it's you you don't know until you're past it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so, but I, I think the next time you get in a situation that's similar, you're going to be like, no, I'm yeah, taking I'm gonna, a break. Yeah, I can do I'm this. I got this. It. I'm doing it. Yeah, and you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah I mean, I oh, get ready to open up your own uh, own farmer's interest. agency. Yeah, I mean, because it's one step going from like, hey, I'm selling insurance mm -hmm. and I'm going to give you a quote and all that to having a responsibility of opening your mm -hmm. own agency. And the good thing, we got a ton of support around you. Oh, work yes. from one of the best in the industry yes. and uh so yeah and there's nobody else that i would have want to mentor me i mean she's number one in the nation yeah. and um you know and she's she's willing to help me and so we actually bumped into each other and she's like you know i see you're doing the independent thing and but you really need to think about working for a, a big name a good company and and i said well steph i don't want to be your competition and she tells me she's like victoria you are like you are my cop. What do you mean? Like, yeah. and I'm like, oh yeah, like I am. But I I didn't see it that way because I'm like she works for farmers. I work for independent. So it's like different type of companies. You know, different Same products. Product, yeah. Um, and she, you know, she's like, I want to help you, and you know, and I'm like, wow, okay, well, let's do this. Yeah, and I, I, I think people like Stephanie. And she's a single mom too, and yeah, you know, she'll, she's, to yeah she'll, she's gonna be on here. In, yeah, in, she's in a month or so. Mm -hmm. She she's got a great story too, but mm -hmm. I don't think she sees the world as a as a, a, a necessarily a pie when it comes to the insurance. She's like, there's only there's a lot of customers. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get them all. I'm going to get my share. Mm -hmm. She just has a bigger share than most people. Mm -hmm. And so even though she's willing to train people because she wants good agents out there because it's good for the industry as a whole. Oh yeah. And and so I mean. 10, 15 years down the road, you're going to be in the same position mm -hmm. having somebody come to your office and, and be like, somebody. hey, yeah. And that's, that's how you get paid forward. So, well, Victoria, it's been an absolute pleasure having you Thank on the you. show today. Uh, I'm happy and, and honored to be the first guest. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you are. That's awesome. One of our good friends from the from Mixers that 
we've yes. made along the way. So uh, we're not going to end the show without her playing the song, though. No, yeah, I think we're going to record her uh, in a little bit, kind of special. Do it on video and let her uh, her play a song. That sounds, that sounds and then, good. Uh, we're actually going to record another little episode real quick about the uh, Corpus Christi. So, uh, but that's that's Victoria's story. So thanks yeah. for coming on, and thank uh, you guys for thank having you me. So much. We look forward to talking awesome. to you guys on the next episode. Thank you.